I'm Stephen. And I'm Kevin. And in today's episode of The Stephen and Kevin Show, we're going to talk about dealing with do-it-yourself investors, Facebook privacy settings, and some last-minute Halloween ideas. So welcome back to episode four, today's Halloween edition, Kevin. Yeah, the special edition. I imagine you're going to be doing some trick-or-treating. What kind of candy are you hoping for, little boy? You know, I, I really, anything I can get my hands on, Stephen. <laughs> if I, you know, if, it, you know I, I, it was funny. I remember one of my neighbors one time actually came over to my house and he had a mask on. And I was thinking, why is he doing He's way too old. He was with his kids, but he actually wanted candy. We get all types. They, <laughs> they bust them into our neighborhood and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, you get the old ones coming in a little bit late. I myself am looking forward to some Snickers with peanut butter. If I find some of those, good luck, kids. They're peanut, coming home with me. Peanut butter Snickers. I had okay. one the other night. Snuck one out of the neighbor's candy bowl. Good stuff. Great. Great. So what's, uh, what's Avery going to be this year? I've got a, a Transformer. Transformer. And a crocodile on my hands. Okay. I'm just hoping they use their little legs and actually walk around this year instead of being toted around in the wagon. Oh, wow. Optimistic. It, it blows my mind that Transformers are still relevant today. Uh, they're now to, to rescue bots, Kevin. Got the whole theme song and all. Rescue, rescue bots. bots. Really? Oh, yeah. Check them wow. out. Okay. It's a good show. But, you know, Halloween's a good time. Good time for client schmoozing. Yeah. Good time for getting around, having a little bit of fun. It's definitely one of my favorite holidays. Okay. So, Kevin, cool. hey, let's hit it off. Question number one. What's the, uh, this is coming from. Again, if you have questions for us, ask Stephen and Kevin uh, is the hashtag on Twitter. This one's coming from. At William on Money, he says, what's the best approach to working with do-it-yourself investors? Oh, thanks for the question, uh, William. Yeah, this is, a, this is a good question, and I'm sure a lot of advisors deal with do-it-yourself investors. And how should we go about approaching them? Well, if you take a look at some of the research, we have research on this. A very small percentage of them are actually planning to hire a financial advisor in the next 12 months. Yeah, so you might run across some people who have a uh, good size uh, account. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know this. You've talked to them about investments, but you know they manage it themselves. It's our opinion. They're not the greatest prospect. Yeah, I mean, the research here, 2% would definitely consider hiring an FA in the next 12 months. 11% would probably consider that. And we asked them, and this was one of the more interesting things, what is it that would make you hire an advisor? You don't have one now. What would make you hire an so advisor? What's, what's the trigger? Yeah, yeah. top three. Yep. If they became too ill to manage their own investments, mm-hmm. if they needed help with a complex tax issue, or if they found a financial advisor they felt really strongly about. Yeah, so I mean, the, the one that we can maybe somewhat control is finding someone they feel really strongly about. Right? Yeah, and also looking out for those who have typically managed their own investments. They enjoy doing it, but they may be getting older. They may have an illness. They may have a major life event coming up, like selling a business or retirement. That may make them a little shaky and, and want to do it themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that, that you can do, William, if you're sitting down with uh, a do-it-yourselfer kind of an investor, I mean, obviously, if, if there's someone who wants to do it themselves and it's going to be hard to change their decision, but I like using a little bit of psychology from time to time and tell them something like, you know, that's absolutely fine, Stephen, you know, it, you know more power to you if you'd prefer to do handle it yourself, if, if you'd like that responsibility. And that responsibility, gulp. right? Gulp. Yeah, they make you gulp a little bit. Um, and, and that's it is a big responsibility. Um, so you, you have to make it clear to them that, you know, not hiring a professional is a little bit of a risk. Many people want the responsibility of managing. Their yeah, own money I love that. I think, I, I I think like it's it. fantastic language. Yeah. But again, don't waste too much time on these folks. They may not be a great prospect for you. 
Question number two today, Facebook privacy settings. And this one came from at TigerWM. Facebook for FAs. Many Facebook savvy people have many social memories they wouldn't want to mix with business. How do you attack that? Uh, this is a, a great question, and many of you probably, uh, we're talking about the personal side of Facebook. Maybe you were an early adopter to Facebook, and you've been on the network for 10-plus years, and maybe you have a lot of cleaning up to do. A lot, yeah, I'm a curious. Lo- uh, a lot of pictures. Tiger WM, what kind of <laughs> pictures you have up here? Yeah, Tiger, maybe, uh, who knows Look what's going Look out for a friend there. request. It's coming here in a little while. Right. But. Um, but is this t- which tiger is this? Tiger WM? Is this Tiger Woods by chance? Yeah, uh, right. Uh, we wish that we had Tiger Woods asking us a question on the show. But so here, here's some research, and I think this is interesting uh, here. So we did some research asking affluent investors would they consider connecting with their advisor. Sixty-seven percent of those with a business and social relationship uh, would be open to connecting with their advisor on Facebook. Thirty-nine percent of those with a business-only relationship are open to connecting with their advisor. So this tells us. First off, in terms of connecting with clients, you have to kind of earn the right to connect. Yeah, it, you don't uh, just make it part of your process that every new account you bring on board, there's an right. instant Facebook request. It's inappropriate for some. It is inappropriate. There's a culture to Facebook, and you have to respect that culture. Um, the other thing is there are definitely some privacy settings that you want to be aware of. It's tricky with Facebook because they're always changing their privacy settings. It is, and with every social network, you want to be very much on top of what they're revealing about you. Yeah. And they do change it. It's in their interest to have you sharing everything, and it's not necessarily in your interest. Yeah, so here, here's a couple that we marked down today. I, I, obviously, there's a lot, of, lot to do with privacy settings on Facebook, but here, here are some that we think are absolutely essential. Um, one here is reviewing posts friends tag you in before they be, appear on their timeline. So basically, your ability to approve posts that someone just tags you in. So I, I took this picture of Steven out last Saturday night. Woo-hoo! Yeah, a little inappropriate. I tag him, and all of a sudden, all of Steven's friends are seeing this picture, and he doesn't want that. So change that setting so Steven actually would have to go and approve that before it's he's tagged in that in that picture. Right. So that's that's for posts going forward. Yep. There, that doesn't affect posts that you have up there historically that you may be uh, not wanting to share with clients. Yep. Great one. Um, the next one is who can post on your timeline. So who can go to? I can go to Stephen's timeline and I can post things. Right. And Stephen may not want just anyone doing that. Maybe he wants to make it only him. Um, and so you can you can change that. And then a big one here is creating lists. Yeah, and this is the the key to using Facebook for business, which, by the way, we really think you should do. Yes. Uh, When we asked Kevin, some of the influencers in our last social media project, why Facebook or what's the biggest benefit, uh, Mm -hmm. it was learning more about the people in your network. Yes. And they're always posting stuff about grandkids or trips or pictures from their recent uh, weekend party, whatever it is. It's the home of major life events. Right. So we'd recommend you get on there, but be smart about it. If you have certain lists or certain memories that you don't want to share with all clients, Tiger, uh, you can create a list specifically for clients, yes. and you put all the clients into this list, and you can then uh, enable and disable which albums they view in your Facebook. Yeah, so I, I'm sure that Tiger here is, is most nervous about the pictures, right? And that's probably going to be some of the more incriminating uh, uh, <laughs> uh, information on his Facebook. So if you have albums, you create that list, go in, you can set custom uh, you know, uh, settings in each album to see who can see that list. So maybe you have certain albums that are just client approved albums, right? Mm-hmm. Ones that you feel really good about that anyone could see and only let clients see those. Yeah, you at the the recent uh, charitable dinner, you you know helping your kid yeah. with their homework, you know you looking <laughs> like the upstanding citizen right. in your community. Right. 
uh, yeah, those are ones you want to share. That's the part of being on here. And don't we're not saying don't share anything. You want to be sharing information about yourself. That's part of the drill. But if you've got things on there that need to be cleaned up, clean up your pictures. If you want to keep these pictures, but at the same time uh, still have clients connect with you, compartmentalize, use a list, and know, understand those privacy settings. And no offense to Tiger out there. You probably do a great job. I'm with sure this. he does. I'm sure uh, you're going to find out. I'm going to find out because I'm looking at your Facebook after this. And uh, but a good big deal. question. Thank you for that question. Yeah, that. absolutely. And uh, last up today, Kevin. Last question in our Halloween episode. This one came in from a coaching client. says, what are some last minute Halloween suggestions for advisors? Last minute Halloween suggestions. So we're recording this today on Wednesday. Hopefully it's going out by tomorrow, Thursday. So you have just a couple days here. So we have to give you some some stuff you could actually use right away. Yeah. And so uh, here's a few ideas for you. This is uh, first one comes from Shark Tank, Kevin. Yeah. So I saw a Shark Tank episode recently with... Um, a, a product called uh, Switch Witch, and it's kind of like Elf on a Shelf, but for Halloween. And I thought that was that was an interesting concept. That b- basically your kids don't need this pillowcase full of candy, right? They come they come home, they have this all this candy. They have candy for the rest of the year, right? So the the idea here is that they you know it has a little doll, it has a little storybook that goes with it. But the whole objective is the kid uh, gives up some of the candy in return for a, a small gift. And it's called What's the Switch, gift, like which, an encyclopedia. Or well, something? I mean, whatever you want to make the gift, right? <laughs> encyclopedia. <laughs> a, a ter- Kids gonna be like, this is a raw deal here. That's a terrible gift, right? They have to be some. They have to be in- incentivized to give up some of the candy. But it's a great way to, you know, basically probably cut their candy in half and, and do it quickly. I, I know you. I know you said you dump your kids' candy. I do dump my kids' candy, <laughs> but uh, not for uh, you know safety reasons. I don't think my neighbors are trying to poison them, but I don't want them being on a sugar high every day of the year. You know, when I, when I was a kid growing up, there was this this guy in our neighborhood uh, who would give out a handful of of nuts, like uh, like pecans <laughs> and walnuts every every year. And um, and I'll tell you, in the morning, his driveway was covered with those nuts. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, you could if you're if you're my parent, you could have dumped those, and I would have been fine with you. Yeah, dumping those, I, you know, but. I think if you bought my kids the Switch Witch, that one would get lost in between Halloween seasons. <laughs> uh, here, here's another one. I saw on the news the other day the challenges for some elderly uh, folks in dealing with trick or treaters. Hmm. They don't mind the idea of giving out candy, but they also don't like the idea of being up late, opening their door for strangers. It's scary to some of them. Hmm. So one of the things last minute here is that you could call up some of your older clients and make sure they've got a game plan. Ask them if they want help with you know putting out a bucket of candy out front with a sign on it that says take one uh, yeah like, i like i did that one year actually because i was just being lazy and i put out a bucket with a, actually a sign of a, a face like a person's face and said i'm watching you please take one <laughs> it's probably a creepy uh, creepy thing but um Come I, on, kids get out of here this yeah <laughs> I, I, I know anyway um, but yeah a good idea for some of your older clients making sure they're uh they're in good shape with this um what about taking the the children your children, right, uh, to, to your client's house, especially elderly clients, maybe ones who are widowed, um, single clients, taking them in their costumes and, their, you know, and take them out there, bring a bottle of wine or maybe some candy for your client. And I think they'll love that. Yeah, kids or grandkids, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can take them out. Just do a little bit of a rounds. Drop off something that would be fun and they'd enjoy seeing, uh, seeing your kids. If you have your, some clients who are in retirement communities, all the better. Oh, that's Take great, them in yeah. uh, and let them see everybody. Hey, Stephen, I think you have some Michael Myers hair on your jacket right there. Oh, nice. Look at that. Yeah, I think you had it for the entire episode, by the way. 
This, uh, by the way, is the uh, the most difficult mask to breathe in. I, I had to wear this for a couple of minutes today. Look at the nose. That's the only breathing holes out of this. Thing. And just had me, to be you, you won in terms of masks. This, Mine had, to be, is an this ogre, had to be made in the 80s with these tiny nose holes in it. <laughs> but a couple of, of Halloween ideas. Yep. If you had more time on your hands, uh, Matt Oxley and I talked recently on a video about the idea of doing a little uh, open house at your office. Okay. Where you have some clients come in for a little trunk or treating type thing. Or I think you, it's a great idea. You help them with, maybe you have a face painter there who paint the kids' faces. You can have a little bit of fun with this prior to the, the official holiday season, and people will remember it. It's mm-hmm. a you know, good way to engage people in their social side. And again, linking this back to Facebook, take some pictures, share this information, and people will be glad you did. I think that's fantastic advice. So again, thanks for joining us today for our Halloween episode. If you have a question, use hashtag AskStephen and Kevin. Uh, you can use that on Twitter. You can use it on Instagram, and we'll feature your question on the show. And check out our podcast uh, oh, anywhere call. on iTunes. Ask uh, The Stephen and Kevin Show is available, and uh, give us a good rating. Yeah, boost give our, us a review. Boost our rankings. So, hey, thanks, everybody.